Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and it is 2022. It is the new year. We made it to another year of Mood, which is going to be amazing. And she's nothing if not consistent because this first episode of the new year is already late. I know. Please stop your applause. It's fine. It's I'm fine. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo episode because I wanted to start the new year off just you and me, us two best girly girls. And also, I, of course, rang in the new year extremely sick because tis the season. And so I needed a couple extra days to feel up to recording and just be able to hear out of both of my ears, which I still barely can right now. I have a double ear and sinus infection and I sound like shit. But you know what? We still get it done because it is the new year and we are not letting anything get in our way. So for today's current mood combo, we are going to go through just setting some New Year's goals, intentions, resolutions, all of that stuff in the mood way together get you a little recentered hyped up maybe it's good that this episode came out later in the week because maybe you're already over all that content but we're gonna do it the mood way but first before we dive into that let's jump into our first best mood worst mood of 2022 my best mood in the first week was just keeping myself a priority I think that I you know I really wanted to do that last year and when I reflect on this time last year it's kind of like what my intention was but then obviously life throws stuff at you and sometimes you just have to course correct and so so I felt that finally I really wanted to keep myself a priority and as I was moving and getting sick and just kind of getting all this stuff done I really kept myself a priority this week even in just my intention so whether you know I heard a comment that upset me or just like disturbed my peace or something I just kind of like internalized it in a way of not like avoiding it and shoving it down but just keeping my sanity a priority not like reacting just like if any little thing went wrong in my day I just kept my like inner peace a priority and did what I wanted to do so I usually kind of adjust my life to what other people need from me and within this past week of just getting sick and having to get all this stuff done simultaneously because I kind of moved I'll explain that later I just kept reminding myself that like what do I want what do I want to do what's going to make me feel good right now and so that was my best mood even though it was just a quick week I definitely could have been a lot sicker if I didn't do that but I put myself first I put kind of taking care of myself first kept myself a priority and that was definitely my best mood this week because it allowed me to stay 
sane and just rest and kind of recover a bit. If you're a people pleaser like me, if you're like a very empathetic person, it's not always the easiest thing. So it's definitely something to celebrate. And then my worst mood is just the classic, nothing good happens when you're sick. It's just true. I always say that like my emotions are higher. I'm more sensitive. I'm more cranky. And so a worse mood is just kind of like, you know, you're going into the new year. You want to accomplish all these things. You want to do good at everything that you've been kind of thinking. You start your new year fresh and then you get sick and you just feel like absolute crap and nothing good happens when you're sick. You're just not your best self. It's and it's not your fault. And I think that it's really easy to kind of like shame yourself and be like, oh, but I wish I could be like working out and moving my body. And it's like, hello, your body feels like crap. That was just kind of my worst mood in a sense of like, it's annoying because I literally just talked to you guys like four weeks ago and was like deathly ill. And now I'm sick again. I think have this like little worst mood in the back of my head of like, why am I not feeling better? Why am I sick again? And it's just kind of silly when you really think about it. You know, I like asked the universe to make me sick and I'm like enjoying it, you know, like I'm being hard on myself. So I think it's definitely a reminder to be gentle because stressing out about being sick is not going to make the sickness go away any faster. And it's your body telling you that you need to slow down and you need to rest and recover. And so it's just a worse mood because I'm like, I don't want to rest and recover. I want to go, go, go. I want to do all these things. I want to be the best version of myself. And so sometimes you just have to take what it is at face value. And I just looked at it and I was like, okay, I am in so much ear pain. I think I'm going to (laughs) die. And I literally was like in the emergency room on Sunday night, you guys. Like it was bad. There, It was not a good start to the new year at all. I was like, is this a bad omen? Like what is going on? But instead of like overanalyzing it, I was just like, listen, you have had a really freaking long year and this is the universe and your body just telling you, take a second, slow down and like nurse yourself back to health and then you can do all of the things. But it still sucks and it's annoying. So it was definitely my worst mood and it just sucks. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it just fucking sucks. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that just isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse and it can help you avoid those lows for instance like I you know can see maybe something from my past triggering me in a new relationship and instead of waiting till it triggers me I talk that out in advance with my therapist to make sure that like I don't self-sabotage and I'm being held accountable and I have someone to talk through my feelings with instead of taking them out on people in my actual day-to-day life better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Mood listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash mood. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash mood. Now let's talk about mood boosters. You know that mood boosters are something that are going to get us through this entire year. They got us through last year. Obviously, mood boosters kind of suck when you're sick because the main one is that you have to rest and recover, which is like no fun. But don't worry, I have some other ones as well. One of my main mood boosters when kind of like transferring over from 2021 to 2022, not getting back on a plane back to Chicago, was reaching out to friends and starting New Year right. I even at one point, I've really become, um, obsessed with like lists on my phone because they just like hold me accountable and also it just gets all that stuff out of your brain I really love just like when I am constantly thinking the same thing over and over again to remind myself to do it just starting a new list on my phone because I'm like if I put it down 
on this list, I don't have to think about it anymore. And so it just like clears up your brain as well. I even started a list of like people to text slash call. I know it sounds silly and like super, I don't know, like you, Lauren, you have to do that, but it just like really helped. And obviously you get things done when they're on a list. Like I think that's like scientifically proven. And I've said that before. So I started this list on my phone of like, okay, I'm clearly thinking to text and call all these people after the holiday. I'm just going to like write this down so I can stop thinking about it. And then just doing it in general was such a mood booster because there were so many people I wanted to be like, Hey, I'm going to be here or Hey, do you want to do this or happy new year? Just whatever it was just reaching back out to these people. Cause the holidays are so crazy that I wanted to make sure I reminded myself, Oh, I want to make sure this person knows that I'm thinking about them or make sure this person knows I want to do that thing we talked about before the holidays and just kind of reaching out to friends to start the new year. Right. And it just makes you feel really, really connected. It's such a mood booster when you get that text back of like, Oh my God, happy new year. I'm so excited. Let's do this. Like it gives you things to be excited about, whether it's just you're excited about nurturing this relationship, you're excited about just getting a kind little note back, or you're making plans with friends. Like it really is just a mood booster because I think a lot of times when we think about New Year's resolutions and goals, they're very like all about yourself. And so reaching out to other people in your life reminds you that you have all these amazing people in your life. And whether it's just sending a note of like, I was thinking about you, what was what's going on with this? Like I saw this on Instagram. I literally just texted a friend today being like, by the way, I've been meaning to ask you, are you dating someone? I've been trying to put it together through Instagram stories. And then we had like a lovely little conversation and I was cracking up, just reaching out to people, even if you can't, for me at least, you know, I'm in a new city and I'm sick. And so I I can't really see anyone right now. And so that was kind of my mood boost of, you know, social connection with people, reaching out to people, making them feel loved, feeling loved in return. And it was just such a mood booster starting the new year off right, talking to people and just reminding myself how many amazing people I have in my life. And then my next mood booster is kind of totally the opposite of just like put your head down and get settled because sometimes the beginning of the year is a lot. I feel like you're either one of those people that have been on vacation and I'm like, do none of you have work? Like so many people were on vacation this past weekend, whether they were like skiing or suntanning I was just like what are all these people doing like are these trips we plan in advance and why have I never been one of these people it looks amazing but for me it was like okay I just want to get all this annoying crap that I have to get done done and I did it all with the double ear and sinus infection ladies and gentlemen please I know a standing ovation is not necessary she is nothing if not efficient I woke up just after being literally sedated after the emergency room and was like okay I gotta get my suitcases over here I gotta get apartment keys over here I gotta go rent a car I gotta get this settled and I just kind of put my head down and got all these things settled and when I say put my head down it's not like I don't talk to anyone in my personal life obviously I just said that I do it was more so like I kind of gave everyone like a little update on Instagram, but I just, since I wasn't 100% feeling well, it was just too much to be able to share what was going on in my life and get it done simultaneously. So I kind of just put my head down and started getting everything settled so that like once I'm rested and recovered, I can jump back into the new year and kind of giving myself that grace period it was a little stressful, but I think the mood booster of it was that I was actually getting things done. So when you actually put your head down and get everything done, you get it done quick and you can jump back into reality faster. And that was a better approach for me with how I was feeling instead of like sharing everything and 
kind of letting everyone in on what was going on. I was like, I'd rather get all of these things settled and done because they're annoying and I don't want to have to do them. I want to get them done quick and as easy as possible. And then I can jump back into being, you know, a content creator, sharing my life, all of this stuff once all this annoying crap is done. And it was a mood booster because by like Wednesday night, I had literally gotten everything done since Sunday. And now I can just rest for the next couple days and then jump back into a new year of new amazing content and sharing and doing fun things. And my last mood booster, I think a lot of people want to jump right back into everything in life after the holidays. And what I really needed was rest time alone because the holidays are full of parties and people and things. And for me, usually it's like people, 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 things, 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 get on a plane, go see the other people, people, things, things, things. And this was the first time where after a lot of all of that, like all of December, my Chicago family, my Los Angeles family, I was able to finally just like hibernate and be alone and just recharge. And that's why like connecting over the phone is so amazing. But being alone, being able to put your head down, get everything settled, but then finally rest and recharge, it makes you more excited to like go out into the world, to experience things, to accomplish new goals, start new things. But I really needed to rest and recharge alone and get regrounded, recentered as myself. It's kind of like putting on your oxygen mask first before you go put on oxygen masks on other people and things for lack of a better metaphor. But that's what I feel like my mood booster was is because even though I don't feel 100% sickness wise I feel so much more in my mind at peace of like okay I've had time alone I've been able to rest I've been able to just veg out watch tv clean do all these things and now I feel like I can go out into the world and try new things and be social and you know do all that other stuff because I needed that mood booster of that introverted time to be by myself and just relax because I've been craving that for so long but I never felt like I could do it because I was constantly people pleasing always on the go and I think it's probably why I'm so sick all the time and I'm hoping that this week is really just allowing me to recenter and rest and have an amazing year if you have a small business you know there's nothing more valuable than your time so stop wasting it on trips to the post office stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer save time and money with stamps.com send letters and packages for less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. I love stamps.com because I obviously run a small business and there are so many things that I need to do. And one of them being ship out things and I don't want to go to the post office. Like that's not one of the cool activities I want to do in my day-to-day life. And since 1998, stamps.com has been indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the US Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending out invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, or full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipments, and within minutes you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. You'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off with no traffic and no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with stamps.com. New rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines and easily find the best option. So save time and money with stamps.com. 
stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code mood, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage in a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in mood. That's stamps.com, promo code mood. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. So for today's current mood convo, I know we touched on it a little bit before the holiday season, just about having a realistic new year. And obviously, we want to keep it real. We want to keep it in the mood wheelhouse. And it's so funny. I read that only 19% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. So us keeping it realistic is not just like a quirky little personality trait we all have. It's clearly real. Like you have to be realistic. One of the most important things to think of when you're getting all of this content kind of thrown at you, whether it's the podcast you listen to or Instagram or whatever, you know, you kind of are engaging in, whether it's online or in real life, you have to really think to yourself, like, do you really stick to resolutions? Does writing down goals help? What really bothers you when you look back? And I say those things because you want to do it in a way that works for you, because I think that setting goals and setting intentions and, you know, thinking of things that you want to do and feel, I think that's all positive. I think that the way we kind of fail in those ways is that we kind of go too far. We do it that's like totally doesn't align with our personalities. And it's really about catering it towards how it's going to work best for you in your life and knowing yourself. And I think that if you really get real and honest with yourself, then you aren't going to set yourself up for failure. And I really like the question of what really bothers you when you look back, because I think that kind of will point out the goals that you're like, I always want to do this and I never do. You clearly have to try it in a different way, because if you keep trying the same thing in the same way, expecting a different result, like that's the definition of insanity. And also like it's clearly not working. So let's fix it. What I want to start by doing is trying something different, but manageable. So not crazy and so unlike yourself that it won't stick, but setting like small goals and feelings because we want to make sure too that you're not just like creating this best version of yourself that's not a real human being with no balance because you want to balance who you are right now and who you're striving to be you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and become this different person that does every single thing in their day differently and has a whole new set of values and desires and priorities responsibilities like you're still yourself but you can obviously commit to growing into a better version of yourself as long as you balance who you are and who you're striving to be as well just don't discard who you already are because also have some self-love and compassion like who you are right now is really great there are people that love you you have responsibilities you're doing things but of course you want to be better and that's great we we love someone that values self-improvement we we don't want to keep you in a small little box right but just don't disregard who you already are and think that you need to become the you know picture of perfection and throw everything out the window that already exists That's not great. You already have a foundation. Let's build off of it and let's set some small tangible goals or some small tangible feelings that are only going to build on top of it and add things to your life. And I think it's important to remember too that just because the new year hype dies down doesn't mean that you should just give up. It's about you just like constantly growing and you can always feel free to course correct, try again, readjust. We talked a lot about that last year, how like you are allowed to course correct and you are allowed to change. Things that were once a priority are allowed to kind Kind of go further down the priority list at some point because like we don't know what life's going to throw at you everything that you could think right now that you want to go into the next year you should know that is okay if something kind of gets in the way I think that's a part of being realistic about going into this year you don't know what life is going to throw at you and some of these things 
might not be able to be a priority at times and you have to be okay with that and you have to be willing to change and course correct and pivot keep going forward because that's what's going to make you the best version of yourself and that's what's going to make you be stronger and be better because you're able to kind of deal with what life throws at you that doesn't mean you don't get to set goals because maybe you're not going to be able to accomplish them it's great to have good intentions and it's great to have goals but you just have to remember that it's okay when things change and it's okay if you want to change as well I mean when you look back at my life this time last year I was just like okay I need a break I want to focus on myself I want to value myself I want to learn to love myself more and then so many things happened in my personal life that things totally got all up in arms and things that were once the highest priority were now farther down the priority list and it's okay it doesn't mean that I failed it doesn't mean that last year was a wash because I still came out of last year stronger I still learned so much I don't regret anything that I did I allowed myself to change and pivot and kind of take you know what life was throwing at me and make the most of it while still knowing okay there are certain things that I do want as a human being and now that I've kind of dealt with everything life's thrown at me and I can feel settled maybe now I can go back to some of those smaller goals that weren't totally a priority during some of the challenges that life threw at me that year. And that's okay. It, it literally doesn't mean that you failed. It means that you're a human that can deal with the reality of the world because nothing is ever going to go to plan. So yes, of course, you want to make a plan. You want to set out intentions and goals, but you have to be open-minded and know that like not everything is going to per- be perfect. That just means that you're striving for perfection and you don't want to strive for perfection. You want to strive to be the best version of yourself. And sometimes those assets come to you in a form of challenges and roadblocks and obstacles and being able to get through them and conquer them. So don't be afraid of things not going to plan. It's all about keeping everything in a positive and abundance mind frame. I think another great tip going into the new year when you're thinking of all these things is talking to others in your life to hold you accountable and get inspired. There's nothing like that gives you like extra special extra credit about doing it alone and like not asking for support or help. Obviously you're doing these things to like better yourself and like there is power in putting your head down and sticking to it but I feel like that kind of comes along with the assumption that like maybe there are people in your life that don't support it so you're kind of putting your head down and you need to focus on it by yourself which is totally fine like I believe in you know being quiet about your goals and letting success be your noise but I believe that in like a grand scale, right? So like not everyone in your life you have to tell everything to. I think there's a certain friend for certain things or a certain family member for a certain thing. I think it also goes back to what I say, you know, everyone isn't everything to you. So like my therapist is for one thing. My cousin is for another thing. My mom is for another thing. My boyfriend is for another thing. Like they all are interchangeable, right? But I do think that there's power in kind of sharing what you want to accomplish and what you want to feel because you might be surprised with that vulnerability of who you connect with and who wants to do something with you and who supports you and or someone that's just like even proud of you I was talking to my cousin and I was kind of explaining my headspace and what I wanted and she was telling me her like word of the year and what she wants for this year and it was just kind of that like nice moment of 
you know, I'll remember that at the end of the year. I'll be able to remember that for her throughout the year to be able to better support her. And she also was able to be like, wow, I'm so proud of you that you're handling this situation in this way because like Lauren 12 months ago wouldn't have. And that is so amazing. And it reminds me of my word of the year. And that was just like such a special conversation that we were able to connect over. And it almost kind of validates the growth that you're portraying in your everyday life to the people that it matters to, you know? So I think that there's power in kind of being vulnerable to others and talking about your goals and what you want to do because you get to do them with other people. Like it's kind of how people always say like, it's lonely at the top. Like it doesn't have to be in your own life. You can share success. You can share adventure. You can share all these things with other people. And I mean, listen, I'm very lucky that I have people in my life that support me, but maybe there's someone in your life that doesn't. And you're like, you know what? This is now information. I always say it's information. Oh, noted. This person reacted that way when I kind of shared this vulnerable thing about my life. That's information. I don't necessarily need to do anything with it yet. But now I know that that's how this person makes me feel. And I will know that information going forward. Know that maybe I need a boundary. So it's kind of like a win-win situation of like either you get the support, inspiration, you have like a new buddy to do things with because they have the same goals as you. Or it's like very useful information into instilling boundaries in your life of like maybe this person isn't what I thought they were. And maybe they're just more of that friend that I go to for X, Y, and Z instead of this vulnerable goal-oriented side of me and I'm just going to keep this information. I think that a really good New Year's resolution that I had was to not like react to things and I just say information in my head. Like when someone says something that upsets me, I literally automatically in my head just go, information, that's information, that is information. And then I have other people that I can share that information with and be like, am I being crazy? Because like this is information and I don't think I want to react to it. And I clearly need to put myself first, figure out how it makes me feel and figure out what the boundary needs to be because this information rubbed me the wrong way, but it's just information. It's not like World War III. It doesn't need to ruin your life. It doesn't need to ruin your day. It's kind of like putting it in a freaking file folder of this like grown adult woman that wants to be in charge of her own life. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that life's better together. I'm really looking forward to getting together with my friends and family. Obviously, as I've talked about it, this literally entire episode of just like making plans finally like I'm so excited to have girls nights cheese boards like book clubs all that stuff just celebrating being close to people and I want these times to feel extra special so I'm not going to call or text them to just come over because I'm an an overachiever I'm going to use evite evite offers thousands of free invitation options all fully customizable for your occasion so birthdays weddings baby showers holiday parties whatever you're celebrating no matter how big or small you can choose a design created by their community of professional artists or upload your own unique design evite's design templates make it easy fun and simple to create an invitation so everything you're celebrating is extra special it takes just a few minutes to create and send invitations to everyone on your guest list plus rsvp tracking is included and evite makes it super easy to link a registry or gift list to your invite too best of all it's free i love using evite because i'm not the type of person to do like a mass text inviting people to things because i want it to be aesthetically pleasing and cute and just feel extra special i've always been this way i remember one time i like had like a pumpkin carving party and everyone made fun of me not actually made fun of me but they were like oh my god you would send like an evite for pumpkin carving at your house instead of a text message but like hey you gotta be like that friend sometimes you know it's so fast and it's so easy the process is just 
honestly makes throwing a party or a get together so much fun. Evite is helping make my celebrations feel extra special and they can help you too. Head over to evite.com slash mood to choose from thousands of design options to create and send invitations for free. That's evite.com slash mood, evite.com slash mood. And so I kind of started talking about this, but I found this to be really important. And when I was reflecting like I said earlier in the episode about like, what do I always look back on? And I'm like, ugh, that like didn't work out. What am I always trying to kind of accomplish? And I'm like, ugh, it doesn't work, right? And I've been thinking about it a little more recently, just like in my headspace, because I feel like I'm a very self-deprecating person. And I've just kind of always had to be this like, quote unquote, strong person that is like ready to kind of deal with the shit that life throws at you. But I feel like in my day-to-day life, like knowing I can get through anything because we all have a 100% track record of getting through every single thing life has thrown at us because you are here listening to this podcast right now. And so I think something good for my day-to-day life is to at least think more abundantly and not in a scarcity mindset because I don't want to be putting that energy out into the world. I don't want to just constantly be thinking about what could go wrong or constantly be preparing for the wrong thing because that's just like not fun. And I find it hard to believe that that's going to be attracting anything good into my life. And I feel like that kind of applies to goals as well because if you set abundant goals, not kind of like scarcity goals, you're striving to add things into your life and not restrict and I think that a lot of goals that we kind of set out in the new year kind of revolve around health I think it's very obvious it's like the majority of what people want it has to do with like food or working out or anything like that and I just think that it's a negative frame and a punishment that you're likely not to achieve so when I'm making my new year's goals and resolutions I want to be really mindful about not restricting myself not taking things out because I think that framing your goals like that is just really negative. I want to add things into my life and enrich my life and think more abundantly instead of being like, don't do this in 2022, reframe it as do this in 2022, because there's a much better chance that you're going to do something than not do something. And also if you mess up and you do the thing you quote unquote don't want to do, it's going to feel like a punishment and it's going to feel like a failure. Whereas like if you just don't add something, there's still space to add it. There's still more than enough room in your life to add that thing. And it's less of a punishment. So it's kind of really like how you're framing your goals and your intentions. And you're kind of opening up yourself to let more into your life. Because at the end of the day, what you want from New Year's resolutions and goals and intentions and feelings is you want more positive things. So why not frame them in a positive way and an abundant way of like, hey, I know who I am. I have these amazing things in my life that I'm already grateful for. And here are a few other things I would like to add going into the next year instead of like, I don't want to do this thing anymore. I want to do this thing. Okay, get rid of the don't because like that's who you are right now. You don't need to shame or guilt yourself. You don't need to feel bad. Let's just add something else. And hopefully that other thing will go away because you're replacing it. Or like maybe you just add a new thing and the other thing wasn't so bad after all because it's kind of like I said earlier, like you want to balance who you are and who you're striving to be because you're growing. You're not just waking up tomorrow and becoming a different person. And I think it's a really just positive way to frame it and kind of a mini recipe for success in getting new and exciting things into your life is adding them in, allowing them into your life because your life is already great. There's already so many things you should be grateful for. Every other day of the year, 
we talk about being grateful for what we have. So why all of a sudden, when it's a new year, are we supposed to be like, everything in my life fucking sucks, and for the next 12 months, I want to redo everything, change everything, and make my life completely different? Like, no, you already have things that are great in your life, and of course, you're a human being, so there are things that you need to work on, but you don't need to shame. You don't need to be rude to yourself. Just add things in. Just add things in. We could always use more good things. There's abundance. Like that is an abundance mindset is more great things. And you can do that in a positive way. There's no need to just all of a sudden throw everything about gratitude out the window in order to write New Year's goals. Like you can still be grateful for what you already have while trying to find more things that you can look back and be grateful for I think it also goes to just kind of you know doing it for your future self like what do you want to look back on this time next year and be like I'm really glad that I did that thing and I tried really hard at that thing and I think that you know honestly when I look back it's it's kind of always just wow I'm really glad that I got through that you know and I, I don't really think of like wow I'm so glad that I worked out five times a week like I've never kind of maybe it's because I've never done it like I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna sit here and be like it's clearly not important like of course it is like moving your body is important I always say endorphins are real but I I do always look back and I'm like I'm just glad I kept my good head on my shoulders I got through things I made sure the people I loved knew that I loved them and I took as good of care of myself as I could I want to keep making my future self proud by setting small tangible actionable goals that I can actually kind of accomplish and be proud of myself not just look back in 12 months and be like oh well there goes another wash of the year because shit's gonna happen shit's gonna go down so let's not make it harder on ourselves let's just be realistic a few things that I decided to do for the new year that I'm starting to do kind of this weekend since I've been sick and I think there's something for everyone. So figure out what works for you. But these are some things that kind of got me like excited and that I thought would be fun. And the first one was making a vision board for my lock screen. I think that's like a very Gen Z thing to do. But I thought it was fun because I love kind of like Pinterest and I love quotes and I just love stuff like that. And so I decided to kind of start pinning stuff on my Pinterest of just like little reminders. And I think that, you know, we're so addicted to our phones. So putting it on a lock screen for me was like the move whereas like for some people making a vision board and hanging it on the wall is the move for them because they're more of someone that wants something tangible they want to create something with their hands so that's what I mean when I say like find something for you maybe like you're just not a vision board person at all that's totally fine but for some reason I was like I love using Canva like it's so fun I love making little collages so something I started doing was putting things together trying it out for the first time because I've never been the type of person to make a vision board and get all crafty um and because I'm just like such a home decor person I was like I don't want like a vision board hanging up in my house like it, it looks like a fifth grade art project but you know what I can get behind a lock screen and you look at it every single day anyway and you can constantly change it and course correct I actually made one at the beginning of last year not with kind of like under the assumption of making a vision board for 2022 it was more so just like a reminder lock screen like keeping myself sane and I was like what if I do one for 2022 this year so that's kind of like the first thing that I'm gonna do is make a vision board lock screen to just kind of like every single morning when I like finally look at my phone and all that stuff it's just kind of this reminder I think reminders actually are really helpful because they just kind of interrupt your natural thought process which can tend to be negative or stressful or any of those things so seeing it on your lock screen can actually be really really 
tangibly useful throughout your day when you're feeling a certain way, when you're feeling stressed, you're not feeling your best self, like actually seeing that and interrupting your thought process can be really, really helpful to help you course correct on a day-to-day basis. So I will be going from Pinterest to Canva to lock screen this weekend. The next thing I'm doing is buying a new journal. And we always talk about how if journaling is not for you, don't freaking do it. But I came to the conclusion this weekend that I actually kind of feel like I'm ready to do a form of journaling and it's not going to be anything too deep it's not going to be anything too crazy but what I do love doing and this goes to another one of my resolutions is I do love taking notes from books it's been something I've actually always loved but I've never really figured out a structure to do it in and my boyfriend shared this structure that he does um, of like a t-chart basically he learned it from one of his mentors where you basically write down something from the book that you're reading and then on the other side of the t-chart you write down like an actionable thing that you can do in your life based off the thing that you liked in the book so if something was like be kind and then you could write like how you could be kind in real life obviously that's like a horrible example but the reason I wanted to buy a new journal because I was like okay maybe I could write down just a few things a few feelings because I really feel I have this like genuine physical and emotional feeling in my life right now that I really need to focus on being present where I am and doing things for myself and I feel like if I get a journal make it brand new and just kind of write down a few things that I really want to feel and a few words that are kind of my words for the year, my intentions, maybe write down a quote or a Bible verse or something on the first page and then kind of just take notes and stuff when I'm reading these books. I think it'll really help keep me grounded and maybe it's not necessarily the type of journaling you're supposed to do. Maybe at the top of each page I can write like a gratitude or something like that. I have no idea what the structure of this journal is going to be, but there is something inside of me that is telling me to try and do it and guess what if it doesn't work out we are not going to shame ourselves it is going to be fine but if I feel this strongly about trying it we're going to try it it doesn't need to be beautiful it doesn't need to be perfect it's not for anyone else to see it's just for me and if it makes me feel better and good that's great but it's not going to be like a planner or a goal list because that's just I know myself and that's not how I function right now how I function right now is to-do lists on my iPhone. I have the widget on my home screen and I make different lists with like the little features on the iPhone so I can actually cross things off, check them off. And that is how I feel really goal oriented and feel very kind of accomplished in my day-to-day life because I'm very, very quick. I do things very, very quickly. And I think a journal would slow me down. Maybe it's a sign that I need to slow down. Okay, noted, but let's at least start with who we are, where we are, and I think that this could be good. So a vision board lock screen, a feeling list with kind of inspirational quotes, gratitude, just a little intention for the new year, and then that kind of goes into my goal of reading two books a month. I know a lot of people do reading goals, and I think what I want to do as my reading goal, because you guys know I absolutely love reading, I think that what kind of messed me up reading this year was going back and forth between hardcover and the Kindle a little bit. I'm not going to like say that that was just the problem of me reading, but it's really easy to like read a really good book and get really into it and then kind of like stop for a second. And so I think the formula that I'm going to try for my reading goal this year is to do two books a month, one being kind of not like a self-help book, but something that I can learn from, right? So whether it's about mental health or whether it's about wellness or 
building a business, just all that shit you usually see. Something like that that I could learn from. And then my second book of the month being like a novel, a story, because I love reading that kind of stuff too. And I think it's such good palate cleansers. And I think that if I'm getting one of each every month, I think that would be so nice. And it would be kind of filling me up in two different ways. One, in just like kind of getting out of my head, reading a novel, like relaxing, just being mindful and enjoying life. And then the other one, actually filling myself up with knowledge and learning, thinking outside the box, hearing from a different person's perspective and life experience. I think that could be great. And from like the different person's perspective and life experience, I think that that's where kind of like the note taking comes along and kind of like writing down things that hopefully I can share with you guys I could share with people in my regular life things that I just want to remember and write down so I think that's where kind of the journal will come in as well and I really like the just that kind of like two book a month formula and we'll see where it takes us you know I could even share on Instagram what two books I'm reading every month and we could start like a little book club thing I my personal goals and my career goals are always very separate but I think that what connects the two and what I want to try to have you guys think about in your lives as well is always the why. I think that whenever you're setting an intention, whenever you're setting a goal, whenever you're setting anything for the new year or just life in general, you always need to think about the why. Why you're doing this? Why do you want this? Why is this good for you? Why is this going to fill you up? And I think that even though I always keep my career goals and my personal goals separate, I think that the why always keeps them at least connected because I'm not fucking Hannah Montana and neither are you. You shouldn't want to be like you want to be a fully rounded, fulfilled person and your why and your purpose is connecting you. So you're going to kind of accomplish those things in different ways in the different aspects of your life. But your why is kind of like your values and your morals and your purpose kind of connecting everything you do in your life. So even though the books is really personal, the why is because I will always want to be learning. I want to be the best version of myself and I want to be to, and I want to be able to be the best of service and help people in life. And that kind of goes to my career of like why I do what I do in the podcast and community is because I want to connect with people. I want to help people. So you're technically kind of always working on this best version of yourself. That's going to make you stronger in every aspect of your life because the why is keeping everything connected. And so when it comes to my career, like I love the community that we've built. And I think that the why is because I love connecting with you guys and I love that we all help each other. And the book, obviously, in my personal life connects to that and taking notes and everything. And then a small person, a small career goal is like, OK, making sure we're really connected as a community, making sure we have little things that connect us and that we stay. And I can set small goals of like, is it a Q&A once a week? Is it getting everyone really connected on the Geneva app? Like stuff like that that are just like small little things that I can kind of make a content calendar, make a schedule and just see what works. And I think that it's so much easier to get stressed out about goals because if something's not working I think you have to realize okay is it not working because like I'm just not really executing it or is it not working because it doesn't feel good it doesn't align with my why or maybe it's not worth the time investment the energy investment and how do I kind of refigure this so it actually aligns more with my why more with my purpose and is even better because if some of these goals don't work out like that could just be 
a sign that you need to just like refigure them. You need to be like, okay, it's clearly not working that well and it's not making me feel that good. People aren't really connecting with it. How can I make it better? So it's also a great learning experience and it's not kind of like written in stone. These goals and intentions and feelings aren't written in stone because you're going to be growing as a person and other people are going to be growing around you. So just remember that and just make sure it always connects to the why. I think having a physical goal is really, really nice. Mine is just kind of going on walks outside. I'm finally in California. The weather's nice. I love getting out of the house. And I really, really missed that. It's really, really good for my mental health. And I think that kind of just getting outside and going on walks is something so simple and something I could do almost every day that'll really make me feel great. I think working outside of the house is something that is really hard for me that I'm going to try and do this year. And I don't think it needs to be every day because I just know that that's not realistic for me. Um, But I think that maybe like pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and figuring out, okay, maybe I could try working at a coffee shop or working just anywhere that's not in you know my bedroom or home office or something like that that's something I just want to try this year and I don't know how it'll make me feel but it aligns with the why of like just pushing myself outside of my comfort zone getting more fresh air just kind of you know trying something new and I'm going to try that another one of my small goals is just making sure I have my church time once a week whether it's going to online service I go to church home on my phone a lot or whether it's finding a new community and going to church in person because a lot of my whys are just like connecting with new people and um, putting myself out there more obviously I said the read two books a month with notes I think carving out a work schedule would be really good because I think it kind of goes back to my why of just balance of being able to kind of feel accomplished in my life by having balance in my life and of course those priorities are always going to be shifting but at least kind of keeping them organized I think will help me stay a little bit sane and I think it just kind of goes back to starting new things I think that's a big feeling for me is just trying and starting new things because I just want to figure out like what I really like and what really fills me up and what kind of goes along and what kind of ends up aligning with my purpose because there's so many things I just want to try and if they don't stick that's fine if I don't like them that's fine but I just want to at least try and I think that's kind of like my biggest intention of the new year is just trying new things because I haven't had the time to try anything new in a really long time I feel like I've just been really focused on cleaning up the mess right in front of me getting done what I need to do that's right pressing in front of me and I think that by finding balance and figuring out my why and my feelings and what I want to feel I can kind of see what aligns with that and trying to start new things and try new things and hopefully just kind of expand my horizons a little bit more and be more present and focused in where I am and whether that's small personal things in my normal life like going to a new coffee shop like meeting new people or if it's kind of just starting new things in my work life, I just I just want to try and I want to see where it takes me and I want to see what makes me feel even more fulfilled. And I just think that's an exciting thing to be able to try. And I think the key word is try because not everything has to stick. You can't do everything. You can't be everything. It's just about what aligns with your why, what aligns with your purpose and what kind of makes you feel the best version of yourself and fulfilled in your day-to-day life and just kind of having peace within yourself and being able to handle things peacefully and gracefully. That's kind of my goals for the new year and that's kind of how I plan to do it. A little bit of journaling, a little bit of organizing, some small tangible goals and just making sure I'm connected with the people in my life, connected with myself and connected with you guys. I think those are all just small things that feel like I can do and hold myself accountable for. I think talking to you guys holds me accountable, talking to people in my life holds me accountable and it really is just kind of word vomit 
vomit dump and however you do that in your normal life, I think you'll feel really, really good and it'll kind of start to make sense as you talk about it and you think about it, put together a vision board, all that stuff. And just don't be too hard on yourself. It's a new year, but it really is another year. It's just another day. You still get to be grateful for the things that you already have. You don't have to start over. You're still amazing. You've still gotten through everything. You're still dealing with the things you were dealing with last year because they were just, you know, a week ago. It's it's not that deep. But I'm so excited that it is 2022. I feel renewed, refreshed, and I feel ready to realign with myself and just do the best that we can together. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of Mood in 2022. I am so excited for the absolutely amazing guests that we are going to have on this year. We are just getting started. Obviously, I love starting and ending with a solo episode because I'm selfish like that and I love talking to you guys, but make sure to follow at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram so you can be a part of the amazing community because you guys are absolutely incredible and you help lift each other up on the Geneva app and just on Instagram, which is always obviously linked in the show notes. You can follow me as well to see my crazy journey of life at Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. I know I've kind of barely told you what's going on and where I am, so I guess you'll have to wait to find out. Go follow me over there. Make sure to leave a nice review. Start out your new year with just being nice and kind, and it would make me really happy in the Apple Podcast Store. Send it to your friends on Spotify, whatever you need to do. Tag me on Instagram. I love resharing your guys' stories, and I will talk to you guys next week with a special guest happy new year go make your vision board set some good feelings find your why find your purpose and just don't be too hard on yourself i love you guys so much bye